The content discussed in this episode is for educational or informative purposes only and should not be replaced by individualized professional consultations or professional medical advice. Hey guys, I'm Tasha. Hey listeners, this is Guni. And you're tuned in to Dutch of the Podcast, where we chat and explore all things on integrative medicine. Welcome, Dr. Gaia, back to Dodge If the Podcast. We are super stoked to have you back with us. It's wonderful to be back. Thank you. Awesome. So Guni and I were talking recently about this concept of gratitude. Um, it feels like it's kind of a buzzword these days with, you know, wellness and, you know, holistic living being a trend uh, that you see on social media and, you know, with celebrities and whatnot. And I guess, yeah, we're really curious to know if, you know, is this gratitude thing, is it a fad? <laughs> well, I certainly hope not. In fact, uh, many uh, ancient civilizations and religions and others have always centralized gratitude because I think they've instinctively known its power. And in Roman times, it was surfaced uh, also uh, from the Buddhist tradition and many, many traditions. Gratitude is very central to human uh, life and well-being. But it's only in the last few decades, as you know, because neuroscience is developing so fast, we're actually able to find out what where gratitude is affected and triggered in the brain, in its structures, it's in its neurochemicals. But also there's been a lot of research in the last couple of decades about the psychological, physical, and social benefits of uh, gratitude. So I think uh, people are beginning to be aware of it and it may appear like a fad, but actually it has some historic and scientific uh, facts that really speak to its value and speak to why we should think about it much more. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's tricky because sometimes it feels like, you know, it's kind of forced upon us. Like, you know, you should be grateful for what you have. You know, you're privileged or you have all the basic necessities in life. So why are you complaining? You know, these are like the common things people say to you when you, you know, rant or have a, have a off day, right? Yeah. So you're explaining the benefits of gratitude, right? But there is a very natural aspect of us complaining, <laughs> And sometimes I, I wonder, can I really complain? Because I, I feel to a certain extent that I have a very privileged life. And so is my privileged life less important? Is complaining okay? Basically, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> well, complaining is okay because you have to express what you are feeling and to bottle up any frustration, whether it's guilt or shame or anger. That's not good in the long run for you or people around you. So, so let's, mm. uh, let's be very clear. When we say we are being grateful, we're not asking people not to complain or express their emotions, right? But really, what are these? What are emotions? Emotions are actually neurochemical uh, processes, right? This is what they are. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's very uh, interesting you said that you feel guilt. Should, you know, people shame you, right? Guilt you. You have yeah. so much, others have so little. But that's not an emotion. That's an action, right? People are trying to rationalize, right? They're trying to yeah. find, okay, how do we relate to all of this? Yeah, so, you know... Um, First, you must express what you feel. Second, it's very, very important that uh, we do not give in to guilt and shame and things like that. And it's really interesting. There are studies that show if you actually practice gratitude, mm -hmm. not for everything in your life, but for some things in your life, your brain actually changes. And uh, what it does is it affects the prefrontal cortex, which is where negative emotions like shame, guilt, violence lie. So actually, if you practice gratitude in one part of your life, even these other feelings of guilt and shame and, you know, they will reduce over time. So right. in fact, um, they're not mutually exclusive. 
you can right. practice gratitude in some parts of your life and you can very honestly and reasonably say, well, actually, I'm not happy about other things. And also very important to know your happiness, unhappiness is very subjective, right? right? It doesn't help you to constantly think I have food to eat. I live in a good place. I have clothes to wear. I have money. That yeah. doesn't actually help you to compare yourself with other people all the time. So mm -hmm. whatever you're feeling, you have to be aware. You have to acknowledge, right? But there must be something in your life you're grateful for. And right beginning to actually uh, focus on that can in fact not only give you direct benefits but there are indirect benefits that your tendency to feel shame and guilt will actually reduce mm. interesting when you as you were explaining this right um one theme comes to my mind which is toxic positivity so i, I can see the contrast now because you're saying it's not about having to be grateful for every single thing in your life but to find what it means to you if you choose to deny your feelings, you're kind of falling into toxic positivity and not being realistic about what's happening around you, right? Absolutely. You know, I mean, I th think it's very important to talk about why we should focus on this, right? And the science is very clear. I mean, let's just look at the psychological because toxic positivity is also psychological. So let's see if you regularly practice gratitude, even for mm. tiny little things, you know, you know, to having a functioning body, right? Mm. <laughs> okay, having the food to eat. So somebody's telling yeah. you, you should be ashamed you have food to eat. No, actually having that could be focused into gratitude. Your yeah. positive emotions will increase and your feelings of happiness from insight will increase. You will be much more aware uh, and awake and you will feel self-satisfaction again internally mm -hmm. and you will have enhanced mood. We talked about the difference between emotion and mood. Emotions come and go. Mood is more like uh, the climate and weather. It, it persists mm -hmm. for a longer time. So your mm -hmm. general mood will increase. But that's not all. Physically, you will have a stronger immune system, right? You fight off diseases much better. You will have less body pains and aches. You will have an optimal blood pressure, not too high, not too low and improved cardiac functioning. And you'll have better sleep cycles. But that's not all. It's not finished. The social <laughs> benefits too. It, it gets better and better, right? So yeah. you will better communicate. You'll have more empathy and emotional intelligence. You'll have stronger relationships at home and at work and in society at large. You'll be liked much more and you'll be a much better team player. Right. So th this is research. There are lots of different research that come together to paint this picture of the actual psychological, physical and social benefits. Right. So when the benefits are so much and they, in fact, counter our negative emotions and counter the challenges we have, this is really the case for this. And again, it is not an all or nothing equation. Right. Humans are complex. We are subjective. Our suffering is very serious for us. You know, you, you can stub a toe and, and, and really be in extreme pain. And it doesn't help for anyone to tell you, oh, well, you have a toe or you have a leg, right? This is not helpful at all. And in a way, if you're a generous person, when you interact with others, you'll stop saying, oh, you should feel lucky. You, you know, you should, you should yourself not perpetuate the guilt that we impose on people by the way we speak. That's a really good point because we tend to also approach things with messaging we've had growing up, right? So then we carry that forward when we see other people and then don't realize I'm also doing this to other people and forcing them to be grateful for, for their life. But actually, no, I should give them space and allow for their emotions to kind of express themselves, right? Suppressing your emotions is, is really a dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. Our enculturation, as you said, how we're brought up, you know, what we think is normal. And uh, if we're not aware, we perpetuate suffering in other people. Like you can see how 
bad you feel when someone says, oh, you should stop complaining, be grateful, right? So, so, but we don't think that we automatically are doing the same thing. Um, yeah, so, so really being self-aware, you know, there, there's a saying, do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think there's something else is do unto others as they want done to them. Okay, they don't want you to sort of rub their noses in their in the resources they have either, right? Because mm. everything is subjective. Um, but is there some science behind where just being always negative or complaining every time does it have an effect on your body as well? Yes, on the flip side, absolutely. If you're always negative, you know your your hormones like cortisol go up, your stress goes up, your psychological, physical, and social health uh, are, are deteriorating. Absolutely, but I think you know it's much easier to create something than try to suppress something. And in fact, if you are grateful, mm-hmm. practicing gratitude, not just for what you have, but even for yourself, for you know others around you, for the general mm-hmm. life conditions you have, if you practice it, in fact, the stress hormones like cortisol, are suppressed. They actually go down. And uh, when that happens, your cardiovascular function, your body functions, your all of this increases. But actually, two other hormones go up, neurochemicals. And these are what we call the feel-good hormones, right? Mm-hmm. They're dopamine and serotonin. And what mm-hmm. they do is they improve your mood and you become what is known as happy from inside. So things may be happening outside, but you're happy from inside. Have you wondered why some people in very challenging situations are happy, mm-hmm. right? They're yeah. happy. And you, th- you wonder why, right? Because mm-hmm. happiness comes from inside. It is created in the brain by how we think and how we react to external things. But the, the number one thing with the brain, it is called neuroplasticity. That means by activating a certain pathway, so you're being grateful, you're practicing this every day, even for two minutes, you are yeah. creating new pathways. The brain is reshaping itself. Mm-hmm. And that in turn increases the hormones that are released and, and so on. It's what we call a virtuous cycle. Mm. Right? If you're constantly trying to suppress your feelings, you know, all this negative stuff, what happens is you are playing with a vicious cycle and that's very, very dangerous. So when would you say that it's at a point where you don't suppress those emotions and that fine line between indulging in that emotion versus uh, just going and acknowledging what's happening and what would be ways for people to say, okay, I've done my complaining and mm-hmm. how to revert back to that place of gratitude or what are some of the things that I can physically or practically start doing when I say practice gratitude? Yeah, so I I agree with you. You know, I also do that. Sometimes I have a very bad day. I go to my team or I talk to my family members and say, I'm going to whinge for two minutes. Okay, I want to just listen (laughs) to me. I just need to express it. But then after that, I'm going to move on because then I'm telling myself and I have an audience. So so those are, that's a little (laughs) break. So it's like, you know, you eat only one uh, square of chocolate instead of eating the whole bar, right? Mm -hmm. So you you really, you do need to do it because suppressing it is very bad. Mm -hmm. But how we express it, how we deal with it should be healthy, right? Right. Now, instead of focusing on that, so how can we grow gratitude? You can speak about it or you can do something about it, right? So think, feel, or do. So whatever the the, uh, outlet it's a process. So the first thing I would do is we go back to this meditation practice. For two minutes, just create a barrier between yourself and everything else that's happening by simply being quiet and paying attention to your breathing. Because when things are swirling around in your head, there's no way you can be grateful. You're just stressed, right? Mm -hmm. So create that barrier. That's the first. Then I would say you could do in several ways. You could think, feel, or write about 
What are you grateful for yourself? Mm-hmm. So if, it, if you can do a one minute exercise, two minute exercise, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm healthy. I have food to eat. You know, I'm a nice person. I have mm-hmm. these skills. It could be anything, you know, I'm grateful that uh, I'm a doctor and I can help people. That, that's mm-hmm. a great, great thing. You know, it took a lot of suffering, but it's something I'm grateful for. <laughs> <laughs> then I suppose you could ask, well, what, what am I grateful for other people? What would they've done? You know, your parents who brought you up, your friend, the, the person, who serves you coffee in the coffee shop you know you're grateful because he gives it with a smile it doesn't have to be big things it can be tiny things the neurochemistry is the same okay big things small things and then I I think you can even think about what am I grateful for in my life so so during COVID I'm, I'm grateful that I had a income that I had access to hospitals that mm-hmm. I've had the vaccine that I was uh, locked down with my family and not alone or it could be the other way around you're locked down alone you're grateful for that it could be <laughs> a- <laughs> yeah. so I said be intentional and you can just think it yeah. you can yeah. write it or you can speak it to yourself or to others right, right. Uh, yeah. but the important thing is that you keep doing it it becomes a habit because when it's a habit you do it even for a couple of minutes a day your brain is rewiring itself. Mm-hmm. It's producing more and more of those emotions and moods right. that help you. You won't even notice complaining after a while. Mm, okay? Yeah, this is a practice I, I think I cultivated, uh, especially the start of COVID, because like some days you, you wake up and you feel like you are in this vicious cycle of like mm-hmm. negativity, right? And it's so hard to break it. And I read that because I'm kafa, I, you know, it's, I'm much more prone to being like stagnant for longer periods. So I mm. really like have to make a conscious effort to push myself to, you know, journaling or something. And it actually urged me to start a gratitude jar. But sometimes the word gratitude, I feel, comes with like a stigma or the expectation that you need to be grateful, right? And I find that a bit challenging to grasp. Some days you just feel like crap. Mm. And so I shift it and make it like a positive feeling kind of space. Yeah, so on, people uh, do gratitude jars, they keep gratitude journals, they keep... Right. Yes. Yeah. Or you can even start a meeting. You know, exactly. I often have a, a exercise regularly with my team. I say, so we have 30 people on the screen. So can mm. you just pick anybody on the screen and say why you're grateful to them or grateful about them? Mm. Wow. And it, you will see the transformation of that group. It's amazing, you know. And again, with practice, you'll see mm. you're actually complaining less. So one thing people really complain about is the weather, right? Oh my God, yes. Yes. And then I found a a, a statement that always check because we're socialized like that. I grew up in the UK and and, uh, the English are preoccupied by birthday. It's always, they talk about weather. You know, it's other countries. (laughs) Hello, have you eaten? In the UK, you say hello and you talk about the weather. weather. (laughs) And then I realized this is really futile, right? I mean, can you control the weather? You can't control the weather. (laughs) So, So what can you do? So, you know, whenever somebody complains about uh, bad weather mm-hmm. I don't go and say oh don't complain because that's actually not generous that yeah. because that's an enculturation I would say you know there is a saying that there's no such thing as bad weather but only mm-hmm. bad clothes <laughs> so if you dress like up you can always go out you know? <laughs> I love that yeah and it's if I can't good. go out yeah if it's raining I always say okay I can write when it's raining. I like to read when it's raining. So you're constantly creating these links in your brain. Exactly. Yeah. I I started journaling because um, um, I came across one of Oprah Winfrey's podcasts and she was saying how she has a, a gratitude journal. And so shout out to Oprah. <laughs> if she ever listens to this <laughs> and uh and so in the beginning so she explained as well the, this gratitude so it's it's good to 
to write so that you start having a list of things that you actually see you have. Sometimes you don't even realize you have, and then you take for granted. And so when you start doing that exercise, as you were saying, Dr. Gaia, which is like creating those connections and, and actually starting to see on paper, oh, wow, there's all these things. And sometimes you amplify a negative, but then you have all those things. And, um, but in the beginning, I have to say that it was weird. I felt that I was like forcing myself and it looks like an exercise that I have to do. Mm. And I didn't feel that the sensation of like, I am very grateful for whatever I, I was writing. I felt yeah. that oh, I'm grateful for my family, et cetera. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it sounds like I'm a terrible person, but I was like, I don't feel that gratitude. But as I cultivated that, as I was writing or as I was thinking it or feeling it, I really was starting to have this, I don't know if it's an emotion or, or just warmth, like in my chest that just mm. calmed me. And so then you start being even more grateful and you want to do it even more. And it's a place where you want to go because it feels so nice. So that's called a virtuous circle. Mm -hmm. right? And you oh. were just describing what happens when you practice it. So in the beginning, you didn't have the neural connection. So you had to force yourself. Right. You see, the brain has changed itself. It's created the emotion you're feeling mm -hmm. of love and connection, right? Yeah. So yeah. actually, you're just proving what I try to explain about neuroplasticity, that mm. the brain changes itself. What you practice grows and gets used. That's it. Yeah. If you don't practice gratitude, the opposite will happen. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's exactly why I think I struggled with it at the start. And I thought like, oh, this word gratitude is too heavy for me. So I, I just shifted my mindset about it and said, okay, positive experiences. What did you feel positive about today? Right. And that really kind of opened the door and like, let me cultivate that skill. You know, I have tough days like everybody else. And some mm -hmm. days I think, oh my goodness, you know, how am I going to get through today? And then I really do stop and, and think, oh, I'm a failure. Then I think, well, actually, if I look at even my children, I haven't done a bad job. I had uh, two hum human beings into this world who are very decent. So, okay, mm -hmm. Gaia, maybe you weren't so good at work today, but, you know, you've done something. And I didn't know it was gratitude. And, and of course, many... Um, um, ancient traditions do this on a on a constant basis you know they, mm -hmm. they try to cultivate gratitude but gratitude is based on something deeper it is kindness and compassion mm -hmm. to yourself and to others because when you look with kindness and compassion appreciation yeah comes, right sure. empathy is developed so mm -hmm. you know it's, it is not just hold on this is my five minutes of gratitude no but connected and also the question always to ask is, you know, what did I learn today? Mm. And then when you keep answering that question, you'll be grateful for the ability to yeah. think about what you learned today, you know. And even you become grateful for the opportunity to be able to learn. Then you 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 see like the gratitude in all its, Correct. you know, in all its uh, All the gaps form. in between. That yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, layers. You know, yeah, we take it very seriously. You know, I must say I'm grateful for my life. No, I can say, you know, thank you, Tasha and Guni, for involving me in this conversation. Mm -hmm. I genuinely feel nice about it. It mm -hmm. could be a thank you. It could mm -hmm. be a gesture. It could be, you know, if somebody growing up in your life, somebody was helpful or influential to you, go right. visit them now that they're old. You don't mm -hmm. need to even say thank you. They call that a gratitude visit. Visit a family member, an old friend. Remember mm -hmm. the birthday of a friend from primary school. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think with social media, we can do this. What you're saying is, I appreciate you. I yeah. remember you. Definitely. Yeah. And I really like your tip on, on starting meetings uh, with, with uh, asking that question because it really shifts the, Energy, the, the focus because we're always looking to get, you know, meet a deadline or do something and it's always future looking, right? And it really makes you stop, pause and think, be in the present moment and also connect with people. 
Absolutely. I, I used to work for an NGO uh, in Sri Lanka. They, they work in about 15,000 villages called Sarvodaya. And I had grown up in England. So I was really from a sort of an Anglo-Saxon culture. And um, I was shocked because they start every meeting, including with the CEO, uh, with um, a moment of meditation. Mm, yeah. And they together read out like a verse, like a poem, wishing oh. everybody well, wishing the powers that be, you know, whether it's government or, you know, whoever well, Mm -hmm. and wishing the whole world that our country is fertile, self-sufficient, you know. And then when I left and I joined an international organization, I remember going into meetings and feeling like something's missing here. We're coming in on the attack, as Mm -hmm. as Sasha said. We want to get something and we are going to get it at the cost of anything. Um, And that's why I try to introduce within my team these moments, uh, you know, and of course, everybody was freaked out in the first time. (laughs) Yes, I I can imagine because so as I'm starting my journey in entrepreneurship, I think this, Sasha, you don't know, but when we hosted that first team meeting, I was thinking I want to start that team meeting with a meditation, but I didn't because I was like, oh, it will make me look right. pretty or or something like a stigma like people might have their own yeah, uh, inhibitions like, oh, exactly and so um but I always wanted to do this and now that you're telling me that you know it's just that first awkwardness <laughs> and you get over it and then people just know that this is uh something that is part of and and they will see the benefits and they they might like indulge in it with me so another trick you know if if the the culture of people who are in the meeting is very different from you you know you yeah. could say i'm really happy you're here but i want to really have a meeting where we achieve our purpose so i'm going to ask everybody just to close their eyes and just think about their intention for this meeting mm what do you want out of this meeting very quietly because even if you don't have to go to meditation it just at least clarifies in their mind what they want to get out of it so that they don't just come in and jump into the dynamic and and fight for space and voice and and so on so start from where people are right Mm -hmm. and and then move towards where you want to be right that's also an act of generosity to acknowledge where people are and that is fine Mm -hmm. where they are is fine they don't have to be like you but then you can work as you grow your team you can create a culture and in fact you will attract people who really like this and you will retain people who didn't like it but who have come to really enjoy it Mm -hmm. and you'll have the best team in the world i love it um i wonder how companies would like transform if this was like a you know, global policy for big organizations. Mm-hmm. Because I used to work in a professional services firm and, you know, you're always rushing. You're always meeting some deadline or doing 15 things at once. And so if we actually did that in meetings, it'd be like a game changer. But, but you need competencies. If you just yeah. tell people to do it, it it's not going to mean anything. It's, the people are going to be resentful. So I have eight meetings back to back on an average day, you know. Wow. And before we, we used to physically move from room to room and I would mm-hmm. use that time. Even if it was to the next room, the three steps, I'd focus on the steps and breath. And I would set an intention for, mm-hmm. my, for this before I went in, right? Mm-hmm. But now, of course, with Zoom meetings, what I do is I get up. Even if I join the meeting, I just excuse myself for a minute or I join one minute early if I can. Mm-hmm. Just go to the water cooler, get a glass of water, just, just focus on that. And yeah. on the way back, you know, 10, 15 steps, I think, what is my intention? And now I've graduated to not just my physical outcome, you know, I want to get this project going. It's it, beyond that. Mm-hmm. What is my intention of how I will behave? Right. What is my intention for how others will feel in this meeting? Right. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I, I think, okay, I want to achieve the finalization of the work plan, but I want everyone to feel that they own it and they're empowered to make criticisms. So just by telling yourself, you will find you will facilitate a meeting or you will participate in a meeting in a different way. That's also a generous and grateful approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you mustn't limit these great qualities just to your journals and lists and, you know, meditation practices. You can do this all day long. Right. Everywhere, anywhere. And, and as you, you're telling this, I also feel that in a meeting, if we all kind of took, you know, one or two minutes just to reset that intention and that it will create, I think the outcome of it is a much efficient, short to the point, And we wouldn't, you know, uh, spend time or waste time uh, with like the noise around it or the indulging the other emotions or the energy you brought from the previous <laughs> meeting so hopefully we, we can start doing this in, in, in. <laughs> really, you know based on that sometimes I come out of a meeting really upset you know yeah so then I go into another meeting in fact if it's my team I do take that minute and say look I'm really upset about what happened in my last meeting mm-hmm. uh, do you mm-hmm. mind if I tell you why I'm upset so I can get it <laughs> off my chest right <laughs> and then I hear myself calm down you know mm-hmm. but also practicing that you're giving other people permission to do that yes that's a powerful tool that's true So um, we've talked about a lot of ways to to use gratitude in our day-to-day life. Um, so what would you say are like the three main takeaways for people who are foreign to this concept? There's historical, social, and scientific evidence that gratitude is a very important aspect of human life. It affects your psychological, physical, and social health. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Gratitude is something to be cultured and nurtured and practiced. And you must do this regularly. And if you do, it will become second nature to you. Mm-hmm. And the third is really don't worry about, you know, all the concepts and the fads out there. Just have confidence in yourself, dive in and start. Start immediately after this podcast. Mm-hmm. Spend, close your eyes, breathe and focus on your breath for a minute. And then just for one minute, just think in your head of all the things you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Little things, big things, old things, opportunities you have. Start. Do it every day. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for that. And I hope our listeners uh, have something to work with so that they can start their baby steps into practicing gratitude. Yeah, and maybe um, next meeting, I'll uh, introduce that to you in uh, setting sure. the intention and gratitude. So thank you, Dr. Gaia. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and select that follow or subscribe button. For now, stay safe and we'll see you next week.